everybody hi we are back another week another day and the, the summer is winding down squeezer the rad years podcast continues as we wind down we we're in uh september next week right uh yeah yeah well it, it, we're it's we're already in halloween season so we sure are we sure are we tried to um go to spirit halloween but it closed at seven fucking COVID. Oh, what the hell who yeah. are they bankers yeah right like you'd think instead of having like daytime hours they would be open from like like two to fucking ten instead of you know eleven yeah, who, to seven yeah who, who the hell is going to uh spirit of halloween or halloween adventure at like 10 30 in the morning in august I mean, I, I would have if I had time. All right, you would. Uh, but I didn't. Um, yeah, just come up with some bullshit that you had to go and get something. No, I could. I don't need to come up with an excuse. I could just no, leave and do it if I wanted to. Well, it's true. But you're, you're better than that. So you come up with an excuse. It's, um, we're talking dog show, and I'm going to quickly... What's up, Rich? What's up, Justin? Erox uh, said, George Clint, a.k.a. the Atomic Dog, pick number one. It's funny. Ah, oh, damn it. My bad. We had this on the on the docket for a while, but Monday, Enchantress and I were at a dog trivia, and I got there just in time for the music round, and the one guy at the table knew the song was called Atomic Dog, but he didn't know who, and I was like, George Clinton, Parliamental Funk. <laughs> so, yeah, I knew that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the song was called. I just knew it was George Clinton. But the other guy knew the song, Atomic no. Dog. Um, well, they say Atomic Dog in it a lot. Yeah, but I didn't know. Yeah. All right. You know what? <laughs> Sorry. Anywho's. Anywho's. There's this guy. This. this uh, I, I don't give a flying fuck about Disney World. I'm going to start that off. Sorry, people who do. My oh, dog's boy, breath go. smells like dog food. But there's this guy called, he's got a page called Paging Mr. Morrow. And yeah, li- that's how I knew it, Iraq. I said, live at PCU, gutter, live at the pit. Um, and then we tried to watch PCU that night, but it's not streaming. Yeah. You can't even buy it on Apple. Why? Did, does no one even bother to try to get it? I guess. I don't get why, because it's, I mean, that was my introdu- introduction to, you know, George Clinton, I would say. Yeah, and uh, John Favreau and uh, Jeremy Piven, and not David Spade so much, but I already knew David Spade. Yeah, but it was kind of weird seeing that you're like, oh, that guy's in this movie. Like, it's an actual movie. There's someone that I know in this. Yes. I I know him. Ish, Ola, Brian, what up? Everyone's in here tonight. It's a big crowd. Ah. Uh, Speaking of big crowd, big shout out to Brian and Autumn. Tying the knot, the the prom queen and qu- king of of basically the Rad Years quarantine rat watch alongs and Rad Years 
uh, Goon Squad. They are tying the knot on um, Saturday. So congratulations to those ah. sweet, sweet, amazing, fun Mario-loving people. Is he, uh, he going to come dressed... Uh, is he going to be standing there uh, dressed as a plumber? Yeah, I believe it's, Please. A, it's a theme wedding. Autumn will be... Um, see, I, I mean, I guess Autumn could be Princess Daisy, but I mean, it would be fun, more fun to really throw the gender norms to the win and do Mario getting married to Luigi. Yeah. I'm... Or Wario getting married to Waluigi. It would be fun, too. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's a dark one. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm pouring my three. Summer ale season's almost over. Yes, it is. Yeah, I only have three. I think three cases left to get me through. Uh, we went to B Dubs tonight because we were right there, even though it was closed. Um, not the best. I had like, I got a, a buffalo chicken wrap, and I just got fries as a side. And not that I wanted more, but there's like, the sad like five. It wasn't even a pile. There was just like. 20 f- fries spread across small tiny fries <laughs> it's like wow i mean they were struggling because they had no people but like like spread out like like when you were a kid and you'd like yeah you lay your fries out i was like out. that's the saddest look power of they, the, the were they steak fries. fries maybe uh no they were just two shoestring fries huh. oh that's even sadder yeah it was pretty like that kind of like uh red robin's I pluralize right. it on purpose. Yeah, I could. I, that, I'm not, is be, it plural or possessive? That'd be fine with Red Robins, yeah. but but these. Yeah, but no, no. It, when they're like, oh, it's uh, bottomless fries, and they come out, and you get like four or five to begin with, and they get their steak fries, and it's the equivalent of like one potato. But like, look, I eat like three or four potatoes in the sitting. So, yeah. <laughs> nonetheless, I couldn't finish them, so I didn't eat any more. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I was. I was a little confused where we we're going here. It's like, oh, it's. Uh, at first, yeah, I was surprised that you were complaining of the volume of fries that you got. No, it just it like was two I, or three French fries would be enough. Right. I was just saying it was sad looking. Okay. Yeah. Um. You don't eat a lot, but you like to know that it does go to waste. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You hit the nail right in the head there, Squeezer. <laughs> Um, and then we went down to Home Depot to see if any Halloween, because I wasn't sure what you sent me was from Home Depot or Lowe's. That was Lowe's. Both of them? Even the hay barrels? Yeah, sm- yep. you go. yeah everything was Lowe's, because I had the, uh, I have, uh, I needed staples, and they carry Boss Ditch. See, I made the mistake. We, I was taking, because of 22, I was taking back roads no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we'll leave B-dubs and go left. And start, see if Home Depot has the Halloween stuff out, and because I'm taking the back roads through the city, but I could have went right and gone the lows and taken the back roads, which are better Halloween back roads, even though it's still almost 90 degrees as we were driving at nine o'clock yeah. at night. Um, and we could have went, we could have stopped the lows, saw the Halloween stuff, and taken the back roads through Montchuck, which connects your school to my school district, basically. The jets and the, the what's, yeah. what's the other? Sharks. Sharks. The jets and the sharks. Crazy. Cool. And what well, we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could probably, if you, if you gave me the music, I could probably recite that thing scene for scene. I Really? That thing is, 
That was uh, freshman year. That was our play. And I was on. Oh, you were on stage crew. Year. Stage crew, though. I was right? on spots, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never. Uh, they would always, like, beg me to come, as they said, film their plays. Nah. Uh, yeah, I had. I got in trouble for doing that, so. Why? Uh, I was sent by our uh, instructor for the TV studio to go down there and shoot them doing the play and then get interviews. So I went down, sat, set up, started shooting interviews. And the <clears throat> librarian, I'm sorry, <clears throat> uh, information uh, specialist technician or whatever they call themselves just went off on me it's like this is copyrighted and you cannot shoot this and blah, and just getting in my face like as a student of television you should know i'm like in hindsight as a student of television i should know i just show up shoot it and then tell them to go fuck himself mm-hmm. um but yeah oh this guy this this librarian uh yeah he just berated me Oh man, we were hot yeah. shit our senior year, like the television studio, because it was that whole new studio. Mm-hmm. So we we were hot shit. No one would dare. They'd beg us to come shoot everything. Like come shoot the play. Oh, no. This is Parkland. We'll pay the copyright fees. <laughs> our school's the Millennium Falcon. We can <laughs> the, do what the, we want. The copyright fees. We'll pay the fines. We only went to Buffalo Wild Wings because it was in the parking lot. Of the Spirit Halloween that was closed. And I was like, well, it was already like 7.30. And I was like, what should we get for dinner? And she's like, what about B-dubs? It's like, yeah, sure. I mean, it's convenient. It's it's food. Did you did you stop and put a rose in front of uh, Old Country Buffet on the (laughs) sidewalk? I silently laid a rose and and poured out a tub of kernels of corn (laughs) for one's homie. Yeah. I mean, I it's not like I can be upset. I haven't been in there in probably 25 years. We walked through the Whitehall Mall. Everything was closed. I was like, I saw Comic Master was closed. I was like, no, he made it. didn't make it through the pandemic. And it's just, he closes at 6 what? or 7. Oh, what, what the hell? Uh, Domin- I know Dominic. Who, I think Dominic always did, though. Yeah, I guess. I mean, do you want to be there, the only store there, like, alone all night, just right. in the abandoned mall? Yeah. Actually, yes. Yes, yeah. I do. And he, he's... Just, like anybody, if you haven't heard the story before, it's one of my. He's a, a ch- he went to Catholic school with me. He's a childhood kind of friend. He was he was an acquaintance, but it was a comic book store. He uh, he went out buying that we'd go to as kids. It was in the Whitehall Mall, and um, it they built it in the old spaceport com- uh, arcade, and the the out, outer facade is still there, so you can go see the outer facade of spaceport. Um. And go to Comic Masters and see a good comic book store. And he has a good. He's, he's if you're looking for back issues, he's got it. He'll he'll he has a lot of good omnibuses that are cheap. Like he he buys too many and they marks them down. And he's nice. Yeah, it's not like some other places where if you're not a regular, they can just they yeah. could really care less. If yeah, you're yeah. There or not. Dominic's super nice. Super nice guy. Uh, Golden Corral. Yes, we do have Golden Corral. And, and this, in the same, if I would have, we want to went across the street, uh, ish, we could have went to a go- Golden Corral. I've never been there. But why do that when you can just grab a kid off the street and then go into Chuck E. Cheese? Chuck E. Cheese is right next to the Golden Corral. Yes. Yeah. It was this, our Chuck E. Cheese growing up. It was Showbiz Pizza actually. Then it Chuck was Showbiz. E. Then yeah. 
but it's still there. It's still in existence. And then that same parking lot, would you believe, there's now a Dave & Buster's. Yeah. Talk about jets and sharks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a really good Chi-Chi's joke the other day. Oh, yeah, Chi-Chi's was there, too. And uh, too many Chi-Chi's people got sick, right? Chi-Chi's is where uh, Golden Corral is. Roughly. That's right, roughly. I think, I think like, the Golden Corral parking lot is where Chi-Chi's was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was down lower. Uh, Chi-Chi's. Right in that spot, I think. No, I thought it was down lower. Like it... Test the soil for salmonella, and I'll tell you where it's at. <laughs> I'm so sick of Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> oh, you bastard. Who says that? I think it's a line from a show. Oh, yeah. Um, Who said I'm so sick of Chuck E. Cheese? Oh, Michael. Michael Scott. Oh. I think it's uh, Office. I, I'm, I'm the worst Office. I, I never committed. I was here. I was there. I was in. I was out. What? Office Mrs. Squeezer so watches it religiously. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah, it's good. Now, see, I was a big fan of the the British one. I watched the three seasons and the specials. And uh, I'm like, this show is amazing. I love it. America's going to ruin it. It's so... I'm super late, but I'd rather dress up as Luigi from a wedding than Princess Peach or Daisy. See, I knew it. I knew it. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for the vindication on him. Um, Yeah, it's when he grills his foot. Yes. And they're going to the doctor, and he says, Chuck E. Cheese, and I am sick of Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, all right. I mean, yeah, I saw that one. So when they, they I, I found the pirate, the pilot, uh, pilot on a BitTorrent site, and it was shot for shot remake of the British one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck this show. Fuck the American office. And I didn't watch season one. I didn't, I didn't get on board until season three when Steve Jobs introduced the video iPod and the iTunes mm-hmm. video store. They showed a clip from the office of uh, Jim faxing Dwight after Jim goes to Connecticut, faxing Dwight um, from his letterhead that someone poisoned the coffee, that it was him from the future. And he runs and smacks it out of Stanley's hand. And I I like belly laughed, like watching that presentation. And uh, yeah, here we are. Big office fan. Got me. Sucked me in. That was, what, 15 years ago. (laughs) 16 years ago. Uh, yeah, and they're open to a reboot already. Yeah, I know. It's fucking insane. It's, yeah, just... Of course they are. It was the highest, most watched show throughout the pandemic. Yeah, well, because it's streaming. No one wants a new one. They want the, the office. No, it's, they want, yeah, they want comfort food. Right, exactly. That's what... That... I, did thir- I did 30 Rock. So. A, the guy last night... The interview at uh, Iron Pigs, he was from a grocery store, and he's like, I, uh, Doug's like, I understand beer and wine sales uh, were really good for you. He goes, yeah, and a lot of salty snacks. He goes, it seemed like people just wanted comfort food during the pandemic. No <laughs> shit. They wanted comfort television. Um, what else are we talking about? Uh, uh, current events? Um, squeezer? Uh, no way yeah, home. I had some and far from home that? trailer. No way home trailer. No way home trailer. No way home. What'd you think? Multiverse. Uh, don't I? Uh, God, I literally had it on my phone and then I, I started watching it. And no, you then... don't get to say no spoilers for a trailer. All right, fine. You can spoil it. I just, I was even like, oh, I gotta watch it for the show because we're gonna talk about it. And I had like four or five different opportunities today, and then 
I saw something shiny. I'm like, it's like 90 seconds. Shiny. Yeah, you don't get to say don't for the trailer. My God. Oh, it's a trailer. Uh, yeah, so Doctor Strange is in it, which we all knew. Yeah. I, mean, I saw lots of pictures. I, I saw all the the screens as it was loading each time I was about to watch it. He, he asked Doctor Strange to create a world where no one ever found out he was Spider-Man. And Doctor Strange does... And it seems to tear a hole in the space-time continuum. You see a bridge, and you see a pumpkin bomb, and a, what sounded like um, Green Goblin's laugh. And then you see Doc Ock from the original series. Where the fuck that guy's name is. Ah, God damn it, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I always forget it, if that helps. Yeah, it's, uh, 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 yeah, that guy. So he's he's in the movie again, but he was the guy who wouldn't shut up that he was in the movie to begin with. So everyone kind of knew this. <laughs> so I'm sure that's why he was in the trailer. Uh, no original spot, no Tobey Maguire, no Andrew Garfield, um, no one else. You kind of heard lightning to think that Electro, I guess Jamie Foxx's Electro might be in it. Who knows? Should be fun, though. Exciting trailer. Will the movie come out this December? Who knows? It seems like it's way too expensive. (laughs) (laughs) But they also screened Ghostbusters for people for the first time to an audience at CinemaCon. And people are like, I can't give spoilers, but I got goosebumps and cried. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I just, I'm still... I want to see it. I just let's go, but I, I'll never not. Now I'm be I'm over that. that it didn't get the the. I know I'm o- I'm over it, but I still. I'm over it. I just want to see it. I don't care. I, I'm gonna buy it out of theater here, so we could all see it, <laughs> and I don't have to see it with other people. And that's 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 it. And I'm gonna be like, could you play it like three times back to back? Here's an extra thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay the fuck out. I'm bringing my own cooler beer too, and my own piss jug. <laughs> <laughs> gallon size. Just gallons and gallons. All these piss jugs everywhere. You're sitting. You're sitting in the front row, just whipping them behind you. Yes. Yeah, they just burst open. The sound of <laughs> spray everywhere. In the middle, you just hear ah. I mean, if this was the general cinema, it already smelled like piss, so it wouldn't have made That's much true. of a difference. But um, yeah, and the, that awe is you, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I come, I come walking by, just sloshing in my wet shoes. <laughs> I hand you an empty jug here, just in case you need it again. You haven't watched Trailer Park Boys, have you? Yeah, straight through. All of them. Oh, when the when uh, the HD piss jug episode, Bubbles like, hooray, when he was on the road, you can, you got to make your time, got to make your stops, you got time to stop and have a piss wherever you want, just take one of these jugs, stick your bird in it, fire off a piss, and just <laughs> cap it off and launch it into the road somewhere. But, excuse me if I'm not mistaken, but... Rig sleeper hasn't moved in 30 years. 
It's <laughs> the way she goes, Bobs. It's the way of the road. It's the way she goes. Ricky, your dad's urine containers. Randy. Classic. Uh, we have no reviews on iTunes, but if you'd like to review us, go right ahead. But we can use some help on YouTube, all you people on here watching. Our sweet, sweet, sweet people. Um, we got a comment on YouTube from closed caption 765 commented, Good shit, as, good shite, as always, boys. And a good shite to you, too, sir. Thank you. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to... Um, big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. Um, make sure to subscribe and make sure to... I don't know what else you have to do. Comment or something or watch. Or watch you have to watch, listen to the show, hours of it. Just, you know, if you have five computers in your house, before you go to bed, open up five different shows on the U- Rad Years YouTube and start playing them and just go to bed. <laughs> That would help, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when you're at work, just kind of put your phone on, like put it off to the side, let stream. Uh, general comments, Ish. General comments. That was a comment. Um, let's see. Uh, Ish said, and sa- yeah, everyone thinks Mephisto might be somehow involved too. Because in the trailer, Doctor Strange just goes about it like really blase. They think it might yeah, be. I was going to ask, because it doesn't seem like something Doctor Strange would just do willy-nilly. Right. They, a lot of people think it's Mephisto, finally. Because everyone's been saying Mephisto for the last, like, three uh, Disney series, and he hasn't showed up, mm-hmm. so it might as well be Mephisto here. I aspire to look like Nick Hexum at 51, popping his shirt off. My God. I, I've done, E-Rock, I've done 311's iMag, their video for their show, about, I don't know, six or seven times. They come around here a lot. He pops his shirt off like three quarters way through, sometimes even sooner, every time. And he's rocking that pod still. Not rocking it. Nick Hexen, lead singer of 311 to the cool kids. Um, But uh, yeah, that's that's like us and re, re, uh, subscribe to us on uh, on uh, YouTube. Didn't really help. Help get us in the algorithm. <laughs> Um, I don't know if there's anything else, Squeezer. Oh, hold on. I think someone. <sighs> hey, everybody. Hello. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, hey, Squeezer. Uh, I I wanted to give a uh, give you, you a really a... look on the on the ring first before I answer the door. Yeah. Well, you know the rings are controlled by the deep state government. No matter what you look at it, it's going to show you what they want you to see. You might not see me. In fact, they'll probably black me out because they don't want you seeing me. They don't want you hearing me. One of my co-hosts was arrested for being down at. We had a barbecue outside the Capitol, and all of a sudden, they're saying it was insurrection. Ah, uh, we are grilling burgers, hot dogs, bag of chips. We had a cooler of Pepsi. Really nice, calm barbecue, and now they're saying it was an insurrection. Oh, my God. Fake news. The, the pedophile media of this corrupt country are saying that it was an insurrection and that we did something illegal just to get the FBI to shut us up so we stopped talking about the microchips they're planting that obviously they activated because Fuhrer Trump's just got activated. He's saying to take the vaccine. He's now infected our dear leader. We can't even listen to him anymore. Oh my God. What is the world coming to? Oh, uh, oh. Uh, I'm getting real. Get her. I'm getting worn out. My mind feels hazy. I think I could really use some of my 
beta alpha male pills. You can get them on Infowars.com. Use the code word RAD to get 20% off. Got ground up juvenile vampire teeth squeezer. That's what really gets to the capillaries in your brain cells to really open it up and make that information flow through there. And I'd like to give a shout out to your friend, Matt. I know he's a big fan. Oh, yeah. Everything that I talk about. I know he listens to InfoWars on a daily basis, and he's part of the Info Army. Or the Info Warriors, I like to call them. Info Warriors. Sorry, I forgot my own army. <laughs> all right, Squeezer, that's all I got. I got to get back. I got to get back to the show. A lot of things going on here. I got to go. I got to go. See you. I got to take a pitch. Oh, man. Oh, you can let go of your steering wheel now, Matt. I mean, that fuels the fire. I haven't talked to him in the longest time. The first words out of his mouth was, I love the lunch lady and how she molested you. I fucking hate Alex Jones. <laughs> um, I, Alex Jones is my favorite because it ru- destroys my voice. <laughs> I didn't really even have any Alex Jones content. I just wanted to piss your friend Matt off because you said he didn't like it. He's just—he's just—it sounds like it hurts. It does. Um, <clears throat> both, both physically and emotionally. And I saw—I saw a headline that said Alex Jones mocking President Trump, Trump for talking about the vaccine. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm using it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But, uh, yeah, and, and what is he saying the lunch lady molested you? He just said, it sounds like she may have molested you. Uh, I, I, oh, I just, you, you can draw some lines. You can come to, with your own conclusion as far as uh, what happened. Does Alex like dogs? Yeah, because dogs don't take the vaccine. They're not shedding their viral loads or whatever the fuck he said. You could happen to people. That sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna shed my viral load all up and down your face. Jesus, it's what? a family show. I forgot it, it was <laughs> first episode. Uh, when we tried not to curse for 45 minutes. Oh, such language around my squeezer. Oh, hell. Oh, sorry. I don't know what all this talk about molesting us. We had a friendly relationship, he was a young kid. Who wanted an extra grilled cheese? And I saw a kid who needed an extra grilled cheese. So I was there for him to give him that extra grilled cheese. What's so wrong with that? So he shed his viral road on me every once in a while. (laughs) That's the kind of relationship kids have with their lunch ladies, isn't it? Don't be shy now, Squeezer. Don't be Uh. bashful in front of everybody. So we had a little fun here and there in exchange for extra servings and portions of food. Food can be very erotic. Remember when I heated up the chocolate pudding for you? Ugh. It wasn't fresh made. I just dumped it out of the big can and heated it up so it tasted fresh made. I let you lick it off my finger. Oh, you were so excited and I was enthralled. Ah, oh, the good old days. Nowadays, I'd be court- drawn and courted for doing such a thing for a sweet little boy like you. But back then, it was all innocent fun. He's so bashful, everybody. He just doesn't want to talk about it. I can feel you blushing through the microphone. 
Can you now? Just imagine me rubbing my finger, my one without the hair on it. I know you don't like the one with the hair on the knuckle. Through the hot pudding, lifting it up and taking it over the microphone straight to your cute, luscious cheeks. I put a little on your cheek and you giggled. And then I just wiped it from there right into your mouth. Oh, it was so hot and sexual. I mean, I mean, fun and innocent. Fun and innocent. Oh, oh, I gotta go. I just need a cold drink and to cool down for a little bit. I got myself all hot and bothered. Oh, you better believe he ran his fingers through my hair net. The one I wore on my chin and my head. Oh, those were the days. Oh, he got every square on the pan if he wanted it. Extra corn niblets, too. He loved my niblets. Okay, I gotta go. It's been too long, and I've got... I got some cheese... Toasted cheese sandwiches in the oven that I'm dropping off later, Squeezer. So don't go, go to bed too early. I'll be there tonight. Bye, everyone. Bye. I forget how your bus driver sounds. Uh, I... Uh, Was she like this? <laughs> kind of like I, Alex I, I, We'll have to go back and... <laughs> Get on the goddamn bus, Squeezer. Do you like the artwork for today's show? Uh, yeah, it's very creative. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a clip art dog? Yep. <laughs> he's, awesome. he's eating the RK popsicle that Alf didn't want. It's it's fantastic. Yes. I, I'm like, it's the dog show. It's <laughs> literally just a clip art dog. It's the dog. It's perfect. Dog show. Dog dogs. Dags? When you're eating dags in Chicago, you're going to want your dag with mustard, pickle, pappy seed bun, no dags with ketchup, no dags oh, with chili. That. I could have talked about hot dogs. No dags with cheese. Dags with pickle, tomatoes, mustard, and a pappy seed roll. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's how you get a dag. In Chicago. A dog. They probably got a dog. That's how you get a dog in Chicago. <laughs> Hat dog. Hat dog. That's one thing we didn't get when we were in Chicago. We got uh, the deep dish pie. And it was, oh my god. Deep yeah, dish that's, uh... pie. And we got the Hat Italian beef sandwiches from Bordillo's. With the crinkle I'm fine with both of those. I don't like when you start loading up hot dogs with all kinds of crazy shit. Oh yeah, gotta load up the hot dog. Nah, it's supposed to be simple. Yeah, you no. don't just have you don't you don't have one big hot dog with a ton of shit on it. You have like seven or eight <laughs> regular just hot dogs. Yeah, squeezer. Most of the world doesn't don't eat them like Joey mustard when you <laughs> dipping them in water and sliding them down their gullet. But you know, <laughs> each to each their own. <laughs> Joey chestnut. I'd say it's more like a duck. Yeah. I like uh, I like a good old fashioned just regular hot dog with mustard. I'm sorry, ketchup. I like ketchup. I like uh, hot sauce or a little sriracha, one or the other. On a hot dog? Yeah. Hmm, yeah. I never, I never a little, tried sriracha. You get a, you get a, a just a, a hot dog with a, a potato roll, of course. Anything else yeah. is sacrilege. Ooh, yeah. Uh, which that—that's what pisses me off about the Nathan's thing. I get it; it's a contest, but I'm like, dude, like, 
half of it is a delicious. Well, I know they don't use potato oil. They're not they're enjoying anything they do. I know it. That's <laughs> what I don't get. Like I, I will. I would rather savor it. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it looks miserable. Uh, and then a little Cooper Sharp cheese. Uh, see, I don't like cheese. Little, I don't a, like cheese on and hot a little, dogs. And a little hot sauce. That's that's my hot dog. I don't like cheese on dogs. Uh, I gotta have cheese. And the, the, the Cooper Sharp melts snow nicely. Yeah, because it's uh, stabilized at room temperature. Yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> shelf stabilized. <laughs> you can't break it. Ah, <laughs> uh, now I might have to uh, fire up the grill when we're done. What's your brand of dog? Uh, really, it's whatever is on sale. As long oh, as it's whoa, all whoa, whoa! Ah, oh. God, you're a monster. Eh, sorry. I like Hatfield Franks, which is a little bit of everything. <laughs> little little hoof. Pig anus. Some raccoon in there. Yeah. Pig anus. It's like, yeah, it's like the boot and everything, like in uh, Simpsons. Where all <laughs> the, the pieces come out and go together. Yeah. Well, how do you like Yakos? Yakos isn't beef Franks. Oh, and they're delicious. No, I'm just saying when I'm at home and I'm oh. cooking. That's what I do, but... No, I'm... That's more of a Mrs. Squeezer thing anyway. But, I mean, I, I'm not picky, believe me. <laughs> when um, everybody comes here for the rad years... I don't even know what we're going to call it. I, I, I guess we should call it, like, the gathering, like the Juggalos. <laughs> since <laughs> since Violent J is uh, having a heart issues and they're going on their farewell tour the gathering's over so i officially co-opt the gathering for the rad years can we can we get uh superhuman at least <laughs> so to join our ranks my rattaloos and my rattalettes um woo, woo. i'm gonna co-op woo, woo too can we just say woo, woo to each other when we see each other i'm and i'm pretty sure he's local i'm pretty sure he's in like the Philly area. Yeah, it probably works for Blue Ridge. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Check your resumes. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to do all kinds of fun things. We're going to go to a Wawa. Yeah, I'm trying to we're win Wawa to sneakers. I want those sneakers. I want those sneakers. Dwayne actually deserves <laughs> those sneakers. He does, yeah. Actually, they should give them to everybody who works at TV, too. We keep them in fucking Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're the reason they were able to expand north so fast. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. Uh, and their whole mac and cheese uh, mashed potato bowl, I invented years ago on my mm -hmm, own. Mm -hmm. I kept seeing, oh, this is a, some fat kid keeps ordering mac and cheese and mashed potatoes. Let's see. Is he putting it together? Yes, I am. It's called a pierogi bowl. That's got to be really dry. Uh, what do you? Because their mashed potatoes are dry, and their mac and cheese is kind of dry. Yeah, I mean you, you swirl it around. Oh, okay. That's why when you get the gobbler bowl, you got to be like, "What's up, baby?" She pulls her hairnet down from her chin. She's like, <laughs> "What do you want?" I'm like, "Got some extra gravy on that bowl." All right, sweetheart. That's why you're. If you're a lunch lady, work that. Uh, wow, well, we'd be fucking set. Who says she doesn't? Mm, it's true. Mm -hmm. We can find out. 
Yeah, we, so we I want uh, we got to call it Rattleos or Rattlets or something like that. We'll just call you Juggalos. We're the Juggalos now. The Radio Trans. Whoa, 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 let's not. <laughs> we do have a chicken and pizza here, but it's kind of shitty. Brian, I don't know if you wanna. We have uh, uh, we were. I mean, we could take you to Chicky and Pete's, and I mean, if we break the door down, I'm sure. Yeah, we can... All right, they're. I, I apparently they're opening back up for the hockey season, but we'll sure. see. We, uh, I would go uh, Yakos before Chickies and Pete's any day. Yakos, yeah. Uh, Home Depot cheesesteak. Yeah, rascals. they're back open. Thank God. I, I know I that just... was that was the worst seven months of my life. <laughs> Have you gotten one the since hardest... they're back open? No, I was supposed to go either today or tomorrow, but now I'm I'm I gotta actually work tomorrow, so I doubt I'm gonna be able to slip away for a little bit. Plus, what, I gotta you know actually what do you work have tomorrow. No, I gotta do interviews. Oh yeah. I I can't I can't eat one of those cheesesteaks and then stand out in the heat for like an hour two hours to that's not going to end well mm. well where are we taking everybody when we have i mean a... i'm sure i'll do it anyway but <laughs> the gathering of the juggalos we gotta we gotta do something like we gotta uh yeah well we hit up those three spots we can take them by old wild samoans like this used to be right you know i i show them where show them where uh uh crocs used to be or uh, Rax. Rax. Yeah, Rax is right across the street. Yeah, right across the street used to be a Rax. Now it's a tire store. And right here in the middle of the road, in between the 7-Eleven and uh, Wild Samoans, Undertaker and Yokozuna were there uh, breaking kefabe, or kayfabe, and uh, as friends. But then a bunch of kids started surrounding them because it was a kids' bowling league day, and they all had to, they had to fucking get their gimmicks going. Right then and there on the road. I always remember that. Day. And then and then we'll just get a couple coolers and uh, just tailgate inside the Whitehall Mall. <laughs> yeah, no one will stop us. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, a man uh, pleasured himself under a blanket on the massage chair there uh, <laughs> while my children rode in the little train ride. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, there's no rules. Huh. Yeah, then we could go across the street, hit up. The Golden Corral, the Chuck E. Cheese, and the someone Dave bring and a kid. The Dave and Buster's. Enchantress has her nephew. All right, perfect. Yeah, but he's a little dick because he was throwing rocks in my car. So after we scan him in, he goes to go wait in the car. No, I just send him into the ball pit. That's true. <laughs> it's biological torture. Yeah, and then take him all the Dunderbox for a nightcap. Ooh, yeah. Ah, yeah, we German beers, uh, pierogies. Yeah, are yeah. gonna eat so Rots. many carbs by the end of this. Yeah, a leg of lamb. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got to go on a Saturday, so we can get the get the leg of lamb. You know, and you have a day to recover after all this food and sure nonsense yeah. we go through. So massive and massive amounts of sodium. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We get you a pumpkin pie soda from Sheets. Ooh, fancy. That's Sheets is from. Uh, they're they're all over the place here, but they're more from Brian and uh, Autumn's part of the the state. It's like uh the Jets. We, this is the fifth Jets and uh, what's the other? Sharks. Sharks. This is the Jets and Sharks again. Wawa and Sheets. 
They treat, keep trying to bring a rudders in here. Keep the stay the fuck out. And uh, what's the chicken place? Oh, I'm okay with that because it's gonna be right down the street. Yeah, Royal Farms, Royal Farms. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, if it ever comes in, yeah, I know. Rita's, yeah, we go to Rita's, Brian. Hell yeah, we got Rita's right down the oh, street. Is, is that a thing? Are we the only ones that get the that's that? They're mainly northeast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Coming up. Get the. Root beer gelati. Right, Squeeze? Uh, that's what I get. It's like a root beer float. I had one this year. The day we got back from the beach, I went to Ooh. pick up beer at the beer distributor. I went to get my brother beer for watching the, the kitties. Ah, nice. Little cats. Well, not watching them. Just coming and feeding them and cleaning their litter box. Mm. And uh, I was like, I texted Entrench, and I'm like, you want Rita's? There's a fucking Rita's here. And she's like, oh, shit. I will have Rita's. And I'm like, you know what? Were you down my way? No, it's uh, it's an Iron Run. Right oh, down they the get, oh, it's the same step. Yeah, I literally, I have a Rita's is attached to my beer distributor. It's quite convenient. Yeah, it's uh, right down the street from me. So it's, a, well, it's attached to a Italian uh, pizza shop, but that's attached to the beer yeah. distributor. The, the kids love it. Because the beer distributor hands out lollipops. They have a foosball table in there. And uh, there's a Rita's right next door. So, Dad, can we go to the beer distributor? Yes. Yeah, there's a Rita's. I mean, like... shit. That's where I hung out when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. My, not me. I never really was in one because my dad didn't really drink beer. Uh, no, my dad would just hang out there and talk to the guy all day. And I would just go back in the cooler and climb on the pallets. We'd go for like holidays when he'd had, when he'd have to get it to entertain my drunk uncles. Hmm. But uh, generally, no. And I was like going in the liquor store with him because they had the little boat in the the bottle cooler. You know, they had that that like barrel of liquid that was like blue liquid that was like swirling around. Oh yeah. And, and the boat yeah. thing. It's where you put your wine in to cool it. Yeah, I always thought that was cool. They only have one Rita's in Texas? My God, we have a Rita's like every... It's probably, probably, depending on where you are in Texas, it's probably closer to drive up here than to drive wherever the one in Texas is. Yeah, yeah. We have a Rita's like every square inch. There's more Rita's than McDonald's. Yeah, it's because they can put them in sheds. Yeah, right, yep. Not much overhead there. Uh, All right, we've been talking for... 40 minutes. I think we should start our topic. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Kind of got off the rails there. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I go, you go first this week. Oh, I do? Yeah. Okay. Here's your first pick. Oh, no, thanks, boy. I'm not hungry. (laughs) Feed me, you big rumple shoe salesman. (laughs) Yep. Quite a day, isn't it, boy? Wife in Wanker County visiting the relatives and Old dad here waiting for his favorite dessert in the history of the world. Yep, cherry cheesecake from the famous Chuck's Cheese Bowl. (laughs) Can you feel the excitement, boy? Feed me. No breakfast for me today. I want the first taste in my mouth to be cherry cheesecake. Yeah, you wouldn't want that first taste to be toothpaste or anything. (laughs) Burn. That, that was uh, Bud, right? Hmm? 
That was Bud's voice, right? Oh, uh, it was Buck. Yeah, but it was Bud. Who's voice? Who's voicing him? No, no, uh, Cheech Marin. In this oh, really? Episode. Yeah. So there were there were three voices of uh, Buck. It was uh, where are my notes here? Uh, Cheech Marin did one. Uh, Kevin Curran and Kim Weisoff, who were both producers on the show, uh, did the voice whenever uh, Buck would, uh, you know, talk in his, you know, <laughs> no, dog no. head. Uh, and it's occasionally he would break the fourth wall as well, because, um, I mean, it's talking dog, so yeah, there's no real rules. It was Married with Children, there were no rules. Just yeah. You did whatever was you thought was going to be funny. Uh, that was from, uh, uh, what the hell is the name of the episode? Where's your notes? Uh, look who's, I know, I can't, I can't read my own damn handwriting. Look who's barking. See, I knew that. Yeah, get, get it? Like, look who's talking. Um, this is the one where, uh, he runs away from home because he's hungry. B.B. King has a cameo in this episode. Um, as a street musician, and he brings like a hot dog home, and uh, Buck really is just a member of the family. He might be the most intelligent of the Bundys, but he's just as much a piece of garbage as the rest of them. Mm. Uh, the way he tries to hit on the other dog and stuff, and uh, he has some great lines too, just taking shots at Bud and Kelly when he's they're supposed to be feeding them and they're hungry so they're like when they're turned to feed buck they decide to just start eating the dog food because it's food uh the subplot of this episode is great and al's uh waiting for his cherry cheesecake mm -hmm. that <laughs> apparently turns out was made by a uh nazi in hiding a war criminal oh. who uh then ends up delivering it anyway and uh Buck, there's an issue when he brings the other dog home, and they all fall in love with the other dog and not Buck, and he sets up the other dog to have her removed uh, from the house when she eats Al's cheesecake. Mm. Uh, they said it was the hardest of his episodes to do because it was actually a really good dog um, to train, and he had all his cues. It was really talented, but when you have a dog working with another dog... So you have, like, multiple trainers on set taking multiple cues. Uh, it can be tricky. And just literally trying to not just have the dogs act with the the actors, like Ed O'Neill, but to have just... There's a scene... There's scenes in the street, which is clearly on set, but with two dogs, like, back and forth, basically having a conversation. And to make it look, even though you're just kind of dubbing the voices in, you know, not you're not trying to go crazy and do any like you know, lip manipulation or anything, it's still a pain in the ass. Um, Buck was born. Buck was born Mike, uh, in uh, on July thirteenth, nineteen eighty three. So he's just a little older than me, uh, but we lost him. He passed away at uh, nineteen ninety six, at the age of twelve and a half. Uh, so he had, he had a nice long life. He had about nine months in retirement, uh, which, I mean, that's like, what, three, four years. That's why you should never retire. But uh, I guess what was happening was his trainer, after so long, is like, 
his eyesight was going and he like couldn't see he couldn't hit his cues anymore so they retired him that's when he was replaced with lucky uh which i think was a good choice because it's like a good it was almost like a mockery of adding like a baby to the show by replacing him with this cute little dog right isn't the dog i just thought it oops sorry isn't the dog on uh Goldberg named Lucky, the the cute little one that that uh, Maury didn't want to get, but uh, like oh, it Lucky might be. Than... I wonder if that's a homage. An homage, or just dude, just dogs like that just mean to be should be named uh, Lucky. Speaking of dogs, you figure out where the Nintendo music. I said the the most famous. Dog oh yeah, it was. Uh, you know what? I was when you said that. I was trying to get all creative and think outside the box and like. And then as soon as I heard him, I'm like, oh, no shit. It was good. It was, yes, it was Duck Hunt. And it was a good round. It was early on. You could clearly tell. Cause it is Lucky. Oh, look at that. Lucky Goldberg. Yeah. So Buck started speaking in the fourth <coughs> season. Mm-hmm. Um, bless you. Was that sneeze? Cough, cough. Or cough? Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, he started speaking in the fourth season. He had a couple, like, episodes really just dedicated to him, including his last episode, Requiem for a Dead... Is it Braird? Briard? I'm going to go Braird. Sheepdog. I have no idea. But his his trainer actually... uh, His trainer, Stephen Ritt, actually got him for free because he... He answered like an ad for this dog and the owner of the dog was very wealthy and almost felt guilty by selling him so he just gave him away. Oh, so that was nice. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but he's a very unique dog cuz most of uh, most breeds like this are a single color. They're either like all black or all blonde. Uh so like he's kind of like he kind of has that like mix, which helps him look older. So when he tried out for the show, they were look they wanted an old like lazy dog, and his trainer convinced him like, look, he can play old and lazy, like he can, he can he can look like like just sad and bored, um, but when you need him to do stuff, he can do tricks and he can take commands because he's still young. And you're not going to have to replace him in, like, two years because you got an old dog. And, you know, old dogs also, like, in my experience, my old dog, you know, isn't going to urinate all over the carpet. Right. Um. Yeah. Oh, is also, he is the same dog that was in, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Second favorite Christmas movie? Uh, Batman Returns. Third favorite Christmas movie? Die Hard. Fourth favorite Christmas movie? Huh. What is it? It's Scrooge. Oh, Scrooge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Should have just started with fourth. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He was the dog in Scrooge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love Buck. He's a good... He's a good dog. Um... And he, I think he just, he was a very, like, if you had to have a dog on the show, and it's impressive, he was in 177 episodes out of, like, two two 259. 
So for uh, to have a dog on your show in that many episodes, that's a lot of work too. Right. Like, animals are not easy to work with. Uh, Ed O'Neill absolutely adored him. Like you, you just as soon as they were done, you would just hang out with him, uh, offset and just pet him and you know play with him. Uh, so th- it's impressive for a dog, even as as a background character. I think he started actually being credited in the open around uh, season six. Uh, and it also, so he was born Mike, and then just to simplify things, his trainer changed his name to uh, uh, Buck as he got older. It's like, let's just call him Buck. I, by all accounts, Ed O'Neill is just a sweet person to work with. He really does seem so, yeah. yeah. My favorite role so, yeah, that's... is in Wayne's World. Yeah. All right. Also all right. Little Giants. My first dog, as we're an hour into the show. There he is. What a happening dude. They're a super party animal. Yeah. His name is Bugs McKenzie. A barbecue inside. A barbecue. And a cold Bud Light. A cold Bud Light. Puts him in a party frenzy. In a party frenzy. He's Bugs McKenzie, Bud Light's original party animal. Ghost Bugs, go. Ghost Bugs, go. Man, I haven't talked about Spuds McKenzie at all, have I, Squeezer? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say in like the last week. I have. It's true. Um, they have it. I mean, my, it was between Spuds McKenzie or McGruff the Crime Dog, and I'm a I'm all for crime. So I I guess, and I'm anti Bud Light, so I guess I went to uh, Spuds <laughs> McKenzie. Um, he was the bull terrier that sold out all us kids on beer in the eighties. My dad didn't even drink, but I had a Spuds McKenzie. My brother and I had Spuds McKenzie t-shirt squeezer. That's awesome. He uh, was created by, of course, a, uh, marketing firm, uh, John Moore, who was 23 working for Needham Harper and Steers, a Chicago advertising agency. They always sound like such fun places to work and name, you know? Yeah, Needham, Harper, and Steers. It's kind of like the whole Mad Men thing. Like, uh, fucking, I forget. I've watched that show so long ago, I forget what the fucking firm was called. But he was in a whole lot of ads with, like, hot chicks and party dudes and big, big goblets of Bud Light, Bud Light, party beer with the party, original party animal. And he showed up in the Super Bowl in 1987. Uh, the dog, it was actually a female bull terrier. I think we talked about this. Honey Tree Evil Eye was her name. Evie for short. She died in... That 19- is a sick-ass name. Honey Tree Evil Eye? I know. Yeah. She, she passed in 1993. Ten years old. <clears throat> Aw. Not even. Close to ten. So young. Kidney failure. It's what gets them young. Oh, that beer she drank. Anheuser-Busch sponsored many dogs from the kennel in Illinois where Evie was from. So, of course, there was controversy. Oh, think of the children. I guess. Mothers mothers against drunk... Listen, I'm against drunk driving, too, but mothers against drunk driving are the biggest killjoys. And I guess if you have a kid who was killed by a drunk driver... 
you become a mother against drunk driving. So I get it. But God damn, you just seem like the killjoys of the world. <laughs> they allege that Anheuser-Busch was pitching the dog to children. Uh, the FTC found no evidence, but Anheuser-Busch still decided to retire Spuds in 1989, <clears throat> claiming the character's image has started to overshadow the product. I mean, yeah, it's Bud Light. They brought it back in 2017. We, while we were doing the show, we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Spuds McKenzie, the original party animal. <coughs> Just like Slurms McKenzie, the original party worm. <laughs> I, I can see, though, where they would say that he was bigger than the product. Because I love Spuds McKenzie, but... I hate their beer. Yeah, yeah, I want Bud Light. I mean, out of the three lights, I can drink Bud Light, I guess, if I have to. I can't. It's the the last one. Oh, Miller Light's the last for me. I hate Miller Light. Oh, no, I'll I'll go Miller, Coors, Bud. I'm opposite. I'm Bud, Coors, Miller. In fact, I won't. I'd (laughs) rather not drink than drink a Bud Light. I'd rather not drink than drink any of those light beers, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bud Light Platinum is actually drinkable. I don't think I've ever had it. I guess it's a high alcohol content. Like, just get, kills all the flavor. And, of course, Santa's yeah. Little Helper stint as Suds McDuff in uh, uh, The Simpsons. Uh, Mad Magazine parodied it. In the Golden Girls episode, Larceny and Old Lace, Sophia Petrilla is dating a man named Rocco. Portrayed by Mickey Rooney, whom she met in a police lineup. According to her daughter, Dorothy, Rocco was arrested for spray-painting something unseen, obscene on a billboard of Spuds McKenzie. Sophia's response is that because the dog they use in those ads is really a female, Rocco was just making Spuds anatomically, anatomic, anatomically correct. Anatomic, anatomically correct. That's a lot. It's a mouthful. Spud's always my favorite. As a kid, I loved him. Had a t-shirt. My dad thought, oh, we're going to the beach. We're going to get a Spud McKenzie t-shirt, huh? He's the party animal like you. Yeah, Dad. <laughs> oh, yep. But you drink Coors Light. Oh, well, you know, I don't you know. Whatever. Coors Light and a Coke. I, I like Coke, too. If, they, if Coke had Spud McKenzie, he'd be a cool dude, but, you know. I like Pepsi. Oh, that stuff tastes like monkey piss. How do you know what monkey piss tastes like? Ryan, shut up. You're flying down. <laughs> These are true conversations. All right, Squeezer. Your <laughs> second pick. What is it, Blitz? Have you picked up their trail? Oh, oh. belong in the garbage. Not only were you outsmarted by a cop, but by a cop's dog. But Big Boss, sir, that just ain't any old dog. Yeah, Uncle Big Boss, he's real special. Yeah, you belong in the garbage. Yeah. Is that Dan Ross? Yeah. yeah, he yeah back in, in the, the 80s. Back in the 80s, we threw guys in the garbage all the time. Uh, he's a very special dog. Oh. Because he's a cybernetic robot dog. 
Sorry, I said whoa, whoa, because I you you potted up way too high. Oh, sorry. you came out hot right there. He's a very nice. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. very special dog. Uh, very special dog. My favorite. Uh, I guess what do you say, dog toy, toy dog? As a child, because he had a, he was a robot. Okay. Well, he's, he's a cybernetic dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a little police light, police light on the back of him too. You know, which made him. Uh, that was that little woo woo in the uh, in the one clip. That's when it was little, like like his ears perked up and he got excited when he like got the trail and this police light goes off. Yeah. Woo woo. Oh yeah, I think yeah. you did. He did he have an action figure? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he came. So it was a two pack. You got uh, Officer Bowser, uh, whose uh, real name is Rex Pointer. <laughs> like, dude, just call him. Re- Rex Pointer, that's just as badass as Bowser. And then Blitz is your uh, your cybernetic dog. He's a technically he's a K nine thousand cybernetic <laughs> dog. Not that there's a, a series 9, to be had. Thousand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just love putting thousands on things. So what happened was prior to the series, cops, uh, central organization of police specialists, because uh, it's the late 80s, early 90s, and we love anagrams. Uh, he was a German shepherd who, when uh, we'll call him Officer Rex Pointer and his dog Blitz, were chasing a suspect. And basically it's their fault that the car spun out of control and was about to careen into a little girl that was pulling an empty wagon across the street. Uh, and uh, Blitz jumped out of the moving vehicle, <coughs> jumped in front of the car, pushed the little girl out of the way, and was hit by the car and nearly died. So what do you do when a police dog gets hit by a car? You use every dollar and scientist available to turn him into a cybernetic dog. Oh, it's and like RoboCop. use an artificial intelligence. Yes, it's, ro- it's a RoboCop dog. And use an artificial intelligence to repair all the damaged brain cells. So not only is he a robot dog that can basically jump over a building, uh, he's also now as smart as a human. You would think they would have tried to put, like, why not just put some kind of voice modulator in there too so they could talk, but no, they just gave him a robot barking voice. Hmm. I mean, how how much harder would that have been? Or just a, a screen, a little type-out thing. If he's as smart as a human, get him one of those uh, Stephen Hawking things. <coughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was... He was one of my favorites in the show just because... It's a robot dog. And he got his own couple uh, dog-centric episodes, too. Uh, one in particular where the bad guys develop uh, a dog whistle that can scramble his programming. Eh. Now, you don't just actually hack the dog. You have to blow into the whistle to hack the dog. Uh, it made me realize the best part of Cops was the open. That The open's pretty badass. Once the show starts off, like there's some animation things going on. You're like, whoa, what the hell is that? Uh, general lack of consistency. But the point was to sell toys. And it sold me on this toy uh, because uh, I loved I loved my K9000 uh, cybernetic dog blitz. Hmm. All right, moving on. Yeah, we can move on. Here we go. Yeah, 
Yours was used to sell toys. This one ran into a problem where they didn't have any toys. Uh, there was no merchandise for it at first. But then, oh, no. then they changed that with these. Ren, Hoek, and Stimpy. Rude Tooth Ren and Stimpy. I can hardly contain myself. They're soft, cuddly, and a total gas. Plus, Talking Ren and Stimpy. You are my true friend. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Rude Tooth and Talking Ren and Stimpy, each sold separately. From Mattel. Commercial starts with my mom cutting cheese, and that's when you hear the fart noise. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy. You've talked about them, but I never talked about my favorite thing about Ren and Stimpy was Ren Hoke and his insults to Stimpy. Stimpy, Ice. you idiot. And I figured well, we'll listen to a few of them because I found a clip. Ren's most classic insults. Blithering idiot. Blithering idiot. Imbecile. Watching is served. Poison me? No. Well, from now on, all my food's gonna be hypoallergenic. Dear moron, am having a swell time <laughs> here at the insane asylum. <laughs> Dear moron, I'm it having a nice swell time. If you could come and visit me sometime, wish you could read. Ren. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you could read. <laughs> Stupid raving fool. You've been using my Robert Goulet party wig as a coffee filter again, haven't you? <laughs> uh, sure thing, Ren. Hello. Ah, it's for you, stupid. Numbskull. So Ren's walking out in his little bikini on the beach. Don't stay out in the sun too long, Ren. You know you have delicate skin. Be quiet, you idiot. Can't you see I'm operating? My faithful idiot is preparing the repast for tonight's guest. <laughs> My faithful idiot. <laughs> My faithful idiot. Ah, fuck. I'm your faithful idiot. I think Jake's more my faithful idiot. He's kind of, yeah, okay, yeah, he is. Jake's more the stimpy to my run, yeah. Yeah. I'm your Mr. Horse. Yeah, yeah, or Powdered Toast Man. Stupid with me. Why don't you remember? I'm the stupid one now. <laughs> <coughs> there, there, My faithful right. idiots preparing oh, tonight's stupid. replays. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> For loving this fly. Everyone always liked you better. Is there a dog I better in animation? It. You, of all people. 
Being stupid and bloated and... No one more crass. Wait a minute. Uh, that's it! <laughs> Take it easy, Ren. You Take fool. it easy, Ren. What do you see? Don't you get it? Everyone always loves the stupid bad guy. <laughs> <That's me. laughs> it's when Ren and Simpy both faces. Everyone always loves the stupid bad guy. That's Jay. I gotta. I gotta pull this clip and have that on my phone, just ready to go at any time. He sometimes makes me mad. And pray continue. And oh yeah. I smack him. Uh. <laughs> I smack him. He smacks his roommate. So, what qualifications do you have? Open your eyes, man. We're connected, you idiot. Two heads, two different species. We're freak material. <laughs> That's nothing special. Take a load of this. Now that's freaky. Dear Stimpy, I love you. You are funny. Oh, this is gonna be good. Last one. This is the last one. Mm -hmm. And you're the nicest too. You are nice to everybody. <clears throat> Even that ugly thing who yells at you. <laughs> what is he anyway? A mosquito? <laughs> Your biggest fan, Cindy. Oh, you're asking for it. <laughs> Dear Cindy, there's no such thing as me. I am just a cartoon. You idiot. <laughs> I bet you even believe in the tooth beaver. <laughs> Love Stimpy. Nick Rewind. I bet you even believe in the tooth beaver. So I figured I'd just play like five minutes of insults. Because that's what Ren was best known for. We've talked about the chef. We talked about Johnny K. We talked about the animation and how genius it was and Billy West's voice. But I just want to talk about Ren, the insult king of Ren and Stimpy. He he might be the worst character ever. My faithful not, idiots. Not like, prepared. You know what I mean? Like not the worst. He's just the worst. He'd fit in great with our crew at at work. Oh my god, he would be able to hold his own. Yeah, but he's just no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Everyone loves the stupid fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you hit that one on the head. Alright, <clears throat> here's your next pick. Sorry, I'm about to bring it down. Charlie. Yeah. It's me. How you feeling, kid? Okay, how are you? Well, <laughs> I come to say goodbye. Where are you going? Ah, sound a little trip. Listen, Squeaker, I want you to do something for me, alright? Uh-huh. I want you to take care of Itchy. You know, just while I'm gone. You got a home now, and he doesn't have anybody. Don't worry, Charlie. I will. Great. Well, <clears throat> goodbye, little buddy. 
Oh, Charlie, I'll miss you. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll miss you too, Squeaker. Now you, you go to sleep, huh? Charlie, will I ever see you again? Sure, sure you will, kid. You know, goodbyes aren't forever. Then, goodbye, Charlie. I love you. Pot it up so I could hear you crying in the background. Nope, not anymore. <laughs> Why is that? So, hot take. Okay. So, I don't know. Something about it. So, this was Mrs. Squeezer's idea because I know I've talked, about, we've done this before, mm-hmm. and I like to play this clip before because, you know, it make me cry and make other people cry. Mm-hmm. So, then last night, I'm like, you know what? It's been quite some time. That, that clip always makes me cry, and it's been some time since I watched the movie. So I sat down and I watched uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. And uh, you know what? Fuck Charlie. He got everything that was coming to him. And you know what? He shouldn't have gone to heaven. That dog deserves to burn in hell. Um, I feel awful for little Anne-Marie. For a little squeaker. Um, as a, a child in just the most difficult, awful circumstances, your heart breaks for her. Um... And the fact that she is traumatized, uh, the fact that she is so sad to see Charlie go and loves him so much, within the last 24 hours, he betrayed her at least three or four times, directly to her face. And uh, his only true motivation for caring for her uh, up until the point of uh, rescuing her and then attempting to still save himself. But, I mean, he did just push her out the door hoping for the best. He's like, oh, you'll make it. And then tries to go for the watch. So it was it was a half sacrifice. But up until he has his nightmare, which is terrifying, by the way, in which he goes to hell, um, he is eager. The complete scumbag. No redeeming quality whatsoever. Him and Ren are up there. Partners side by side. Um, In fear, fear of eternal damnation is what motivated him to go back and look for her and be kind and apologize. It wasn't some... uh, redeeming quality of wanting to be a better person or care for her. No, it was out of fear for his own survival. So so he didn't get dragged down like the ghosts uh, did. Yes, and I didn't even realize at the end of the movie when he comes in the window it's that red swirl surrounds the house Mm -hmm. and their equivalent of Satan, Mm. dog Satan so at that point, Charlie is in hell. He's been tortured and tormented at this point. And I guess the... Wait, is uh, this true or is this a hot take? No, this this is actually what happens. Like, he when he arrives, that, that demon is over the house. And Charlie arrives in a red cloud. That is 
uh, reminiscent and similar to the the hell scene in his dream sequence. Mm. So when Charlie dies, he goes to hell. Mm. It's when he goes back and and goes back back excuse, goes back and visits her and says goodbye that he's going to hell. Uh, that that hot piece from heaven comes down and says, and then poof, banishes uh, the devil and says, "No, you can come home now." Mm. Uh, that he earned his spot, which I I'll give you that he sacrificed himself to an extent to save her. He could have let her drown and then got the watch, and you know kept going for a little bit longer. So I'll give him that he he did save her, but um, it's very much in the like the. Then the Sopranos. You know, did Tony get whacked there at the end when it goes to black or not? And No. It's like, oh. And you don't think so? No. Just ends? Yeah. Well, he doesn't get whacked there. But no. <clears throat> I guess the point of it was like, like, it wants you to feel like every moment of Tony's life is like that. Yeah. Where he could go at any second. Any second. Yeah. Um, Apparently it was true for actor uh, yeah heart um, disease no but if he were to go um you can't feel bad for the guy yeah he was eating dinner with his family but he's also a horrible hor- horrible human being and would get what's coming to him you know and deserve it rightfully so right um and and that that's where i would kind of when i was looking at charlie i'm like wow he really it was I was waiting for as the movie was going on, and it starts off dark, like they're shooting at him. There's, I don't know how the hell this was rated G, um, and I plenty of people shit on it from a storytelling standpoint because it is kind of bouncing all over the place. I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I still like it, um, and it, it is heartbreaking in the the big picture of things. Um, listening to Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise sing is. Um, an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think everyone should experience. Uh, but uh, I don't. I was waiting. Like uh, the movie's going on, I'm like, I'm waiting for that relationship to slowly start building and building. When's he gonna start to crack? And I'm like, it actually never happens. Charlie is a piece of trash throughout the whole movie to her. Like he, he does some kind things, but his motivation the entire time. Is to make it, you know, get rich, get revenge, and and use her until fear, fear uh, of this battle station. Uh, we'll keep the system this line. Now it's fear that it prompts him to go and you know oh. make amends. Cool. Yeah. So fuck Charlie. <laughs> go to hell. Fuck Charlie. Go to hell. Here is my next pick. <laughs> Yo quiero Taco Bell. Ah, the Taco Bell dog. Voiced by the same actor who, um, 
Her voiceover, uh, it was, it was, her name was Gidget. Her voiceover was provided by Carlos Alaraski, who says the voice is a cross between Hungarian-born actor Peter Lorre and Ren Hoke. So, who is on, yeah. in, in turn based in Peter Lorre and the Maltese from the Maltese Falcon. Yo quiero Taco Bell. I love this dog. I love Taco Bell back then. I mean, I still could eat Taco Bell every day, but I don't. I haven't eaten Taco Bell in over. <clears throat> it'll be if we go to um, March. It'll be two years. So about a year and a Jeez. half. Jeez. Yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry. I know. I mean, I'm not because I, I we talked about it on the show maybe like a month ago. I ate Taco Bell for the first time in a year, and I need to take some time off already. See, I, I, it doesn't go through me like that, like it does you. Like I could eat it and have Oof. no issues whatsoever. Um. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, I love the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Uh, I had a multiple T-shirts, multiple plushies that said that played the the phrase. Um. I think I need a bigger box was one of my favorite. He had a tie-in with Godzilla, the Godzilla movie. <laughs> that was that's my favorite one. Yes. Drop the Jalupa. Um, Viva Gorditas was a great one. This I just felt like they started in, using him to introduce. I like, I remember all these. Um, they uh, Latin Americans accused the dog of being a cultural stereotype. Uh, commercials which depicted the dog as a bandita with a sombrero or a revolutionary wearing a beret similar to the one uh, by Che Guevara were seen as particularly insensitive. Mario G. Uh, Blado, a civil rights leader, called for a boycott of Taco Bell. They did not end the campaign. They ended it in July of 2000. Um, but after same store, sales fell by 6%. In the second quarter of 2000, largest decline in Taco Bell history. Look, you can't be mad at Taco Bell for, you know, a, a, like having a dog dress as Che Guevara and say it's a disgrace to your culture when it's Taco Bell. Their food is a disgrace to your culture. <laughs> it's true. It's delicious, though. Oh, it is. Gidget has passed on. Um, Aw. She played. Well, I would hope so. She did some commercials for Geico, and she produced. I'm sorry, she was in. She didn't produce Legally Blonde. Too. <laughs> she produced. She very, she very well producer. could have. She very well could have produced Legally Blonde too, but she was in <laughs> Legally Blonde too as Bruiser's mom in 2003. She died at age 15 in 2009, suffering a stroke. Oh. Yes, she was cremated, and her ashes were retained by her trainer. Taco Taco Bell Corp said in a statement, Gidget would be missed by many of her fans. Our, our deepest sympathies go out to her owners and fans. Um, uh, I could I could imagine how that went because the campaign had been over for some time by then, right? Yeah, it was uh, nine so, years over old. Yeah. So some exec comes by. It's like, hey, uh, the dog died. Can you uh, put something out? And it's like some college kid. What dog? It's Taco Bell dog. Yo Kira Taco Bell? Mm-hmm. You don't remember that? Who? Oh, how can you not right, remember yeah. that? Uh, huh? Yeah. Ah, kids Taco are dumb. Yeah. Um, so Taco Bell, it said Northeastern United States. I, I don't know. I was working at um, KB Toy Store when this came out. 
I started in uh, the fall of 97 for the Christmas season. And that's when this, this launched. So I, I bought the t-shirts and uh, I, so I have a picture of me with my bowl cut and wearing one of these t-shirts I'll post on Instagram <laughs> for all the masses. And, um, uh, the t-shirts and the stuffies where I bought at the, the Spencer's there at the mall. And I, my dad would, so I couldn't drive. I had weird seizures that they never figured out what they were from, from the age of like 13 to 21. And I couldn't drive. So my dad would pick me up. But like when I was a kid, I was like, I can't believe my dad doesn't mind driving me and picking me up. But for him, it was a way to get out of the house and play with his ham radios in the car. And now I get it. As an older person, I know what he was doing. But back then I was like, oh, you know, it was still sweet of him to do it. But then I wouldn't eat because I like I he'd pick me up. There was a Burger King right across the street. And I remember he'd take me over there for their and to get Happy Meals when I was collecting their Pokemon um Happy Meal toys at Burger King? You don't remember that? You were getting Happy Meals at Burger King? Kids meals. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't use the oh, proper sorry. nomenclature. Semantics. Yeah. Uh remember their whole got to collect them all they had like 99 toys or something. Mhm. So I'd just go and I'd get like chicken tender kids meal cuz that's about when I was that age most I could eat. But I I used to be able to eat a massive amount of Taco Bell. Nice to get too soft, too hard, and nachos from Taco Bell. You sure it didn't go right through you? No. Well, maybe because it's not food, it doesn't go to your stomach. I could not. It goes to another kind of organ. I guess. I could not eat that much. I couldn't eat. I can't, I can't barely eat two tacos from Taco Bell now. My, my, my uh, appetite is not that strong. If I ate four tacos from Taco Bell... I would feel like I was about to explode. Just like hard shell tacos? Or soft shell, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I got two regular soft shell, two regular hard shell, and, that was, and sometimes some chips and cheese. That's it. That was my order. Mm. When I was a kid, my dad, ooh, because there was that Taco Bell right down the street, so he'd drive me down there to the Taco Bell drive through before he went home. But the Burger King was right across the street, so you more particularly care yeah. for Burger King. Yeah, when you're a kid, you you could eat when you're like a teenager like that, you could eat fast food like every night and you're fine. I guess if you're eating the kids meal from Burger King and like a few tacos from Taco Bell, that's why. Yeah, it's it's not the worst. It's oh man, I I kind of drove past Burger King today and I I really wanted to get in and get that garlic uh King again. Oh, man. I haven't had Burger King forever either. Oh, that Garlic King is amazing. But I had a salad in my bag. I saw it. I watched him so eat I it. I had lunch. Watched him eat it. All right, Squeezer. Your fourth dog. Dog. Challenge your dog's brainless. Refer to the following brainless dog checklist. <laughs> Does your dog have an uncontrollable urge to eat grotesque and unspeakable items such as 1. Smelly and filthy toenail clippings 2. Disgusting green blobs oozing in the garbage 3. Raw prickly cactus 4. Salmon bushes Hey you! Get out of my salmon bushes! 5. And does your dog recycle again and again its own rancid syrupy drool? Hey, wait a minute. 
Spocky's not brainless. That's a bunch of rubbish. He has plenty of good qualities, such as, uh... Let me think for a minute. Uh, well, for one thing, he has a great sense of direction. And you should see how he helps out with the daily chores. Even though he does get a bit in the way. And at the supermarket, Spunky even picks out his favorite foods. Even when I do the wash, it's amazing how fired up he can get. And unlike some naughty doggies, my Spunky was paper trained and has truly amazing bladder control. Okay. He's also the cleanest, sweetest, smelling dog in our town. Spunky, pew. And another thing, Spunky's a fantastic watchdog. He's as tough and as brave as they come. And he's never once gotten into a scrap of trouble. In fact, he spends most of the day just lying around the house. So listen, it's quite unfair of you to call Spunky brainless. You should be ashamed of saying bad things about the sweetest and most lovable pal that anyone could ever ask for. <sighs> My faithful little Spunky. That was a long clip. I know, but it was easy because it was perfectly compact. It summed it all up for you. Uh, that actually ran. That was, that was a short that ran in some commercial breaks on Nick and was also part of the a DVD uh, package uh, back in the day. Uh, Spunky, Rocco's uh, miniature pet miniature bull terrier, uh, who uh, just that video so in the beginning loved. sounded like Billy West, the the narrator. Oh, at the beginning there on the uh, yeah. on the TV. Mm-hmm. That well, could have been. Voice of Ren. I'm sorry, Stimpy. Ren eventually, but started off as Stimpy. Stimpy, you idiot. Ah, uh, uh, we haven't. It feels weird. We haven't talked enough Rocco on this show. <laughs> I. We talked Rocco, but not Rocco's modern. Yeah, not life Rocco's Rocco. modern life. I loved Rocco's modern life. It was it, Rocco's modern life and Ren and Stimpy were my two favorites. Clearly. Um. Yeah, I liked Rocco's modern life too. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Spunky is just so lovable, like because he's so mindless. He really is. He's absolutely brain dead. And uh, Joe Murray, who created the show and created the character, initially he was supposed to be even more brain dead, like basically um, just a lump on the floor, just drooling. Uh, but then he decided that kind of limits storytelling and he can do less with them. So he added just enough intelligence to him to be able to move. And well, that's about it. Uh, he is a, a source for a number of stories and just a lot of the trouble that Rocco gets into in the pilot and uh, trash of madness that launched the series all begins with, it's all Rocco trying to take out the trash. Uh, Spunky wants to eat the disgusting, sticky mess that's in there and ends up being trash compacted into a, uh, a Chinese food carton size uh, compactness of trash. 
and then is consumed by um, a rabbit dog. Um, but Rocco goes to every extent he can to save Spunky in every situation because he loves him so dearly uh, that he puts his own uh, wellness in the way uh, to protect his uh, loyal dog. And he is. They're almost like... They kind of almost look at them as like brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like their relationship. It's very it's very sweet. Um, at, at the same time, though, it's, it's difficult because... Spunky truly loves Rocco, but you almost you can't expect him to actually even understand it because he is so dumb. He's so amazingly dumb that it's hilarious, and it, it breaks the mold uh, because, even like with married with children, like Buck, like he's the smartest of the family. In other cartoons, like, you always, the dog is kind of that omnipresent, or you look at the dog, if you cut away to the dog and they make a reference to the show, like, they they give you that, uh, uh, what what am I looking for? Like, uh, don't know. Don't know, like a judgment. Like, they're a sense of reason. Hmm. Like, even though you look at the dog, it's like, oh, it's the dog. It's ground. Yes, they ground the dog, and they're if they're not the most intelligent, they at least have common sense. Like they, because they, they remove all the stupid human tendencies from the dog, mm-hmm. so the dog possesses just common sense, and and can kind of see things the way they are. Spunky completely shatters the mold, and they made Spunky the dumbest character on the show, and I love them for because I I think it just it's perfect relationship between them because Rocco's not the brightest um, wallaby there is but when you compare him to the rest of his friends it's almost like a Seinfeld like uh, relationship where like Rocco is Jerry and everyone else is ah alright maybe not no, I keep going. No, I, I I was trying to go somewhere and it's not going anywhere. So I just back and out. Now I know how spunky. Now I know how spunky feels. Just drooling into his bowl, drinking up and drooling it right back in. Being excited that he's got a bowl full of water. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to my fourth pick. Um. It was a snap to escape Revolta's trap. Now let's get loose and dance and clap while I lay on my scrappy rap. Over there is Daddy Drack, who's glad to have his daughter back. And all the guys from Callaway are here to dance the night away. And there's Miss G with Colonel C grooving to my melody. Your boys were very gallant to go after my girls. <laughs> with Elsa Frankenteen, who wants to be a slam dance queen. And Fanty really does her thing. A dance for two, the Fanty fling. 
Shaggy and my Uncle Scoob are always in a junky groove. Like great party, Miss G. Shaggy and my Uncle Scoob? Fuck Scrappy. This is kind of like a fucking hate <laughs> hate pick. Scrappy-Doo is... I grew up on a lot of uh, Scooby-Doo and Scrappy mystery shit. Like Don Messick voiced Scooby-Doo from 1980 to 1988. And he did Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. The new Scooby and Scrappy-Doo show. The new Scooby-Doo mysteries. 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo meets the Boo Brothers, which is a big movie on my list. Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School, which was this clip was from, this the rap, and Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf. Um, he was like a little fucking tough guy in the Napoleon <laughs> complex. Um, but uh, this Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School, if you're looking for some good like, like nonsense Halloween television, Scooby-Doo meet the Brew Brothers and Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School are two. I think Ghoul School is the prime one. These were two. Many rental from Blockbuster. We eventually taped uh, VHS to VHS. Uh, Miss Grimwood's Finishing School for Girls. Scrappy-Doo, Shaggy, and Scooby are hired as gym teachers. (laughs) Once there, they find out it's a school for ghouls, not just girls, ghouls. Uh, oh. And it, uh, I had a big crush as a kid on Sabella, the daughter of Count Dracula. Oh, that's Sabella. Um, Elsa Frankenstein was the daughter of Frankenstein's monster. Uh, Winnie was the daughter of the Wolfman. Phantasma, usually called Fanta for short, was the ghostly daughter of Phantom. Tannis was the daughter of the Mummy. And they were all parodies of the universal monsters of the 30s and 40s. Um. They had an upcoming volleyball match with the douchebag cadets of the Callaway Military Academy. And um, I think uh, some bad guy was trying to brainwash, I believe, the uh, ghouls to be her minions. Uh, But in the end, everything works out and Scrappy raps about it. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, Scrappy was a little dickhead. Let yeah, me yeah, Scooby. He was the one, Let me yeah. He was him. the one you wanted to see killed off first. Right, he was the killjoy. And like Scooby and Shaggy were so like down to like like do whatever and then get the bungees. Like, like hey Scoob I can't do his hand. Hey Scoob. <laughs> <laughs> like Zoinks. Uh like they'll go in a car and do whatever and You then... can you can do a, a pup named Scooby Doo Shaggy. Yeah, I guess so. Pup named Scooby Doo. Pup named Scooby Doo. Raggy. I can do Scooby. So Scooby and, and Shaggy go into a car while Scrappy's like doing one arm push ups outside. They do whatever they do in there and with whatever substances and they come out in there. They're really lazy and they have the munchies. <laughs> they just want to eat. Scooby stacks. Ryan, go get the other. Uh, VCR from upstairs. We'll tape this down so we gotta stop renting it. It's like six dollars every time you forget to return it. My God, money doesn't grow on trees, you know. I see you there with your little boner watching the girl from the fucking werewolf for the uh, money. <laughs> Dad, it's Dracula's daughter, Tannis. <laughs> no, not Tannis. Um, where is it? Uh, Sabella, Sabella. 
Yeah, Sabella was the one who did it for me. Squeezer, don't ever forget that. I'm going to see if you get a picture. Mm. You looking her up? I was going to send you one. I like brainwashed Sabella too. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, here we go. How do you spell it? Hold on, I'm sending you. Just don't worry about it. All right. Alright, there she is. Right. Let's see your dream girl here. I don't know what you're doing over there, but she was clearly molded after Elvira. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I I see that. Yeah. There's sexy Sabella, of course, because oh, perverts. Yeah, it's clearly an Elvira thing. Yeah. yeah. There's this one. God damn, people on the internet are beautiful bastards. Well, I know what you're doing the rest of the night. I'm just sending you a few. Guys at home, it's S-I-B-E-L-L-A. <laughs> Clearly, I'm just scrolling down. I'm not even the only one who thought this. My God, like every picture. I, I just Googled Sabella, not even sexy Sabella, Squeezer. Sure. Well, you're, I'm sure your search history helped. <laughs> the, I'm in the algorithm. Oh yeah, they. My God, some sick bastards out there. I love them all, though. Oh yeah, let's see what you're doing with the Bella. So you're gonna want to dump this down, so I got to stop renting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a a girl cosplaying. It's not even the hottest picture, but. It's a thing. It's a Bella cosplay. Because of course it is. But, uh, oh, scrappy-doo. Ruining all the fun. Alright, we're on your last one. Speaking of ruining all the fun, Squeezer. What do you mean? We're on your last pick. Oh. From Walt Disney Pictures comes the story of three extraordinary friends on an incredible journey home. Home is just over that mountain. Wow. I hope you know what you're doing. A journey into danger. Whoa. Guys, wait up, wait up. Where they must work together. Oh. Hang on, sassy. If they hope to survive. I mean, this is like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Walt Disney Pictures presents Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, rated G. Starts Friday, February 12th at a theater near you. Homeward Bound, saddest movie ever made. You think so? It's well, I mean, it's sad in a happy way, like at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's they make they make it all out. Yeah, I mean, they shouldn't, but uh, I mean, I yeah, it was the same. The one issue I had with the Suicide Squad is the same one I have with Homeward Bound. Like you knew who was gonna make it, you know. They all make. They all make it. Yeah, I know. Someone should have been left behind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they kind of did the whole shadow thing, but somehow he made it out of that pit. Um, I, I had to pick this twofold. One, Mrs. Squeezer, uh, you know, when I was asking for suggestions, uh, she suggested this. This was already on my famous short list, and it was on there because I had literally just watched it like two days prior. Like I think it was like 
When did it rain? Was it Sunday? Sunday was the shitty rainy day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're playing in the basement, and kids are digging through stuff. There's a stack of DVDs. They find Homeward Bound. So, like, oh, we want to watch Homeward Bound. It's the only thing um, that holds their attention, basically, from, like, our era, if you will. Like, outside of, like, the princess movies. Anything else I tried. I tried, like, classic Muppet Babies. Nah, she wanted the newer ones. Um, I might try. She might be in for dinosaurs now. We were talking about that. She might like dinosaurs. Um but uh they love homeward bound and so i and they it had to be on dvd so i pretend to put the dvd in while i lunch disney plus um and uh yeah it's it's the story of uh two dogs and a cat that uh braved the sierra nevadas I, you've all seen the damn movie um and it, it's fun actually the watching or like just going through like all the different like um segments if you, if you go on IMDb and their trivia it's basically just break it down shot by shot how they did each like trick or how they did each scene and it's pretty much there was a trainer just off camera with a piece of food and the dog went to it mm. and that, that's pretty much it Oh, it jumped up on the trash can, then the box, and then over the fence. Oh, well, there's a piece of food on the trash can. Piece of... So basically, they just fed animals for like a couple months and filmed them while they ate. And then uh, did the voiceovers to go with it. Um, are you still sending me? <laughs> I want to My see. My watch is just... <laughs> Long ago. Uh, this is a never ending, like, litany of. And apparently, the parts on the internet sexualized every single girl in the ghoul school. That's what's wrong with society. It's not just the, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's someone out there that sexualized us. Oh, God, that's my dream. Iraq, if you did it, please share it. Or Eric from Texas. All right, you don't have to look at them now. I was just sending them to you for later. <laughs> oh, you're sending him to me for me for later, or you're just it's a place to save him for you for later? Nah, I'm just sending to you. I've seen him. Oh my god, this one. No, I don't. This is a family show. <laughs> I don't. Where do people have time to do this? I guess where do we have time to do this? So. Yeah, that's a good point. Touche. Yeah. Um. This one I'm sending is ridiculous. I think the cat, oh, <clears throat> as you send me uh, grotesque pictures of cartoon. Dear God, uh, at least it's censored. Thanks for that. But it's funny because she says, oh, what dog smell? <laughs> and then, like, all the nipples are covered on the dog girl. Ah, uh, that's actually pretty funny that's now. That's pretty funny. That's really funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one's sick. Yeah, Michael- I love it. Oh, jeez. We all know uh, Michael J. Fox is uh, in it, Sally Field. In, but uh, you know uh, Don, uh, Don Amici, yes. who is Shadow. Yeah. Uh, you know what? He was in one of your – he's in a classic. I mean, he's been around forever. He was like a vaudeville guy back in like the 30s. I mean, the guy was born in 1908, so like 
he'd be 115 by now or something. Um, but he was the bad guy in uh, Trading Places. The bad guy in Trading Places? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one, He was yeah. Mortimer, right? Yeah. Don yeah. Amici. He was in uh, other things, too. What the fuck else was he in? Yeah, I mean, he's been in, like, a, a shit ton of like uh, Let's see. I'll go through until, like, the 80s, though. Kind of, uh, Oscar. I uh, cameo on Golden Girls. Oh, Cocoon. Actually, he was nominated in uh, Cocoon as a yes, best Cocoon. actor. Yes, Cocoon. I knew we talked about him in the show. It was Cocoon. Remember we were talking about whole, how oh, no. old Don oh, is? He, no, he won. Wow, he won Best Supporting Actor in Cocoon. Wow. And he was the voice of Shadow. He had that deep voice. Come on, Chance. And it was Michael J. Fox and Roseanne Barr, right? Uh, Sally Field. Sally Field. Um, but yeah, and then yeah, uh, it, it had to. I can only imagine it had to have been a massive pain in the ass to shoot this movie, because just so many. It's just animals. I mean, there are some where it's like, oh hey, we got the walking scene today. It's like, all right, you just set up a bunch of shots. Dog walks from A to B. You're good. But then you got the mountain lion, the bear, the skunk, the raccoon. And a lot of it, like, I watch it now and I kind of look and you see where so much is done in cuts. Where it's like you never see the mountain lion and the dogs in the same shot. Uh, with the bear, there's one shot with the bear with chance in it um, before it cuts away. And the bear is never doing anything aggressive with the other animals in. Um, like the skunk, I'm sure they just took the glands out and like, hey, dog, go sniff a skunk. Uh, but uh, spoilers, they all find their way home. Um, Jesus. Sorry. I bet you are. There's like a whole subnet of sexualizing the girls from ghoul school. <laughs> I mean, this kind of looks like just a better version of what the inside of my book coverings look like in high school. So, yeah. I didn't even know this existed. I'm glad the it internet. does, but... It all exists. You just right. have to find it. That's true. What's that? Rule 34? Uh, yes. Yeah. If, uh... Something exists, there's it, if, pornography if, if of it. If something exists, there's pornography of it. Rule right. 34B is, if it does not exist, it is your duty to create it. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank goodness I don't have to enact the 34B in this situation. <laughs> All right, you got my full focus. All right. Well, we just talked about the sweetest movie of all time, Homeward Bound. Um, I'm talking about the sexualization of char female characters from and, a child And cartoon. how just depraving that is. It is just wrong. Uh, uh, are you done talking about the sweet movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go watch Homeward Bound. It's adorable. It is it is the perfect family film. It really is. It's just so simple. Alright, my last my last uh uh pick is from the probably the edge of the Rad Years time time zone. Hi, Oh, It's a doggy show. It's a doggy show. Dogs drool, cats rule, right, Schmuffin? Yeah! Schmuffin, say hi to Uncle Squeezer. paying attention. 
It's the only clip, clip I could find. But it's John Locke whistling for Vincent, the dog from Lost. Let me get... <laughs> You get on my soapbox about what I thought was the best show of all time, which quickly became the worst show of all time. First of all, Michael spends like th three episodes going, Vincent, I gotta find my kid's dog. Vincent, Vincent. And then the rest of the show is, I gotta find Walt. Walt, Walt. <laughs> and then they find Walt and he's like 30. Yeah, he's like, Hey, Dad. Wait, <laughs> what? Ten days for Bass on the Island, son. I know. I'm buried. I have three kids. I gotta sell our Galax Jones. <laughs> oh, Lost. Season one was fantastic. Great fucking exploration into dropping tons of money in television before they did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am a fan of... Uh, that alone is makes it... Amazing. Season two was good. It was it was taking uh, what they did in season one and kind of stepping it up a notch. Then the writer strike happened and they weren't sure what was happening. And season three was a goddamn disaster. They were stuck in limbo. They had fucking people in cages. They did not know fucking polar bears and all sorts of shit. They did not know what was going to happen. And apparently, according to the writer's room, the polar bears, the the smoke monster, all the shit was never intended to be paid off. Like they're just like, no, we're never gonna pay it off. And some writers are like, how can you do that to your audience? Like that's kind of fucked up. That's uh, what's his name? Why do we keep letting JJ? JJ Abrams? Why do we keep letting him do things? He's making Superman movies now. Hey, I I'm okay with not paying some things off. He paid nothing. I'm off. okay with it. They paid nothing. Off. Well, because there was nothing to pay off. You're right. It was just, it was the, the polar bear thing is a perfect example. Hey, what if there's a polar bear? Mm -hmm. Why is there a polar bear? It doesn't matter. It's a polar bear. Right. Like if the smoke monster was never explained, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily be upset about that. Yeah, but they kind of quasi I, I almost, explained it. I almost would have rather had it not be explained than whatever the hell they made up. I know, goddamn loss. One of the worst season, like series finales ever. They're no, they're not. Everyone after episode one, oh, they're in purgatory. They're in purgatory. They're in purgatory. They're in purgatory. They're not in purgatory. And then the season's over. Ha! They're in purgatory. We got you. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. And, and I mean, Vincent. you go from a <laughs> a pilot like like the, the the that pilot is. Just, that's how you launch a TV show. Yeah, it's gold. You you drop three million dollars on a tele, on a television pilot. And then like that last season, like the 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 John Lennon temple, that everything. Some of the set dressings, the wardrobe, the acting, it, it looked like it should have been on like on like Pix Eleven on a Sunday morning. I kept with it though, Squeeze. I kept with it. I was like, I did. I want this I show too. to pay off so bad. And, like, some of the acting was fantastic. Like, John Locke, fucking great. Ben Linus, fucking great. The guy who played Jack, not so great. <laughs> Sawyer was great. Charlie mm -hmm. was, like, there was people who were great. Hurley was great. But then there was stuff that was just fucking awful in it. But that yeah, was the, the guy that's uh, from here, what's his name? Oh, uh, Arnst. 
and and the uh, I thought the Asian guy was also from Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Daniel Day Kim. I I, I yeah, got Daniel a, Day Kim. I got my picture with him at an Iron Pig game. He's he went to Freedom, the school Rock went to, in Bethlehem. But yeah, well, uh, we had the nasty boys. Aren't aren't so. we've we've done like I I did at least four commercials with the guy who played Arns. But Daniel yeah, Daniel uh, Roebuck. Oh, oh, he was in uh, last year for during the uh, Garage Blocks. Yeah, uh, we did a Civic Theater commercial. I I did we did a, a, a um we did a Symphony commercial with him. He's a good guy. He's, he's very full of himself, but he's. I guess he deserves it to stay in Allentown. When you're in Allentown. I, I, yeah, if, if you're from Allentown and you get on Lost, you can, you're can. you allowed to be. Quit. Did you just hear the cats yelling at each other? What the fuck did oh, they do? Huh. But, uh, yeah, that's probably it. That's... Up, probably upset because we're doing a dog show. It's probably what it is. After after wasting 42 minutes of the show, we finally, we are, uh, we're at, two hours about and i figure it's time to wind down we gave him an hour of nonsense and roughly an hour of dog show <laughs> of nonsense dog show nonsense dog show so we fulfilled our promise um you could help us out by uh reviewing us rating and reviewing us on apple Podcasts or wherever you do uh listen to podcasts if there's a place for you to review it do it you could uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. You could listen to us on YouTube. We get help us get in the algorithm, or you could just tell us to go fuck ourselves for all I care, right? I mean, for all I care, I do. I care. mean, that makes for a better reading on air. It than, does make I for mean, better re- it's, reading. It's on air. really self-serving when you're like, "Oh, you guys are great." I'm like, "All right, great." Yeah, sure, sure. But, but when it's you like, shit on us, yeah, RK, your your fucking impressions suck. I know you know it, but I'm just letting you know, just so you know how bad I know you suck. Thanks. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, here's another bad impression. <laughs> I'm just going to go look at weird sexualized pictures of girls from the ghoul school special on internet while I cry myself to sleep. He's not joking, folks. Yeah. But that's it. We're at 59 on the record, so I want to let it go a little longer. So we're over two hours, Squeezer. Okay. We haven't we done a do show that. that was under two hours. We gotta keep it two hours. Oh yeah, that would, it'd be like letting them down. Next week, because we... oh yeah, what is next week? Next week we start the 1994 month. Ooh, All that's right. So five 1994 shows about 1994, like television, toys, junk food, movies, and maybe music. All of 1994, Ooh. television. That's oh, a good year. Yeah. It was a really good year. But that's all we have now. We're all time to wrap up. Because right? we, we, we made it now. Because it's the Rogers Podcast, a quantity over quality. <laughs> We're just filling time with the rat. If we if you would have taken we, a... have, we have to hit the arbitrary two-hour mark. Shut up. There it is. <laughs> Playing the it fucking no, music. No, no, no. I'm... I'm saying it would bother me if we didn't. Yeah, I want them, when they log in the list, and they're like, oh, good, another two-hour show. And then the disappointment they feel afterwards when it's barely 15 minutes of content. (laughs) That's on them, not us. Well, yeah, I mean, if you've been listening for the last, like, three years, then, yeah, it's like you should know. Then it's like a warm blanket of, of 
the usual nothingness. Yeah, it's just. Uh, we don't have a Halloween lineup. We got to figure that out. Closed caption seven six five. We did shout you out for giving us the the the, the comment on on YouTube. Oh, thank you for that. But we will. Yes. Oh, they missed the first half. So you were here for the dog show. Yeah. So you you get, you were here for the dog show. Uh, next week we will premiere our Halloween and Christmas lineup. In the first half of the show, you heard it right here. Next week's show. We're, we're debuting our Halloween lineup and our Christmas lineup for the 2021 season, Squeezer. It basically leaves November to fill up. No pressure. Well, we have the Thanksgiving show, but yeah, three shows in November. Yeah. But that's it. Uh, we'll be back next week talking 1994, debuting our Halloween episode lineup, debuting our Christmas episode lineup, and taking you into 2022. My God, we're old. Holy shit. That's two hours, Squeezer. Time to go. <laughs> That's seven years after Back to the Future 2. Yeah. We started our podcast and this is our fifth year, Squeezer. Yeah. Started in 2016. I know. Just a, hey, let's do this. Oh, man. And you guys have been here for the ride. All right. We'll be back next week. We're, over, we're at two hours. Started out so strong. We're done. We don't need to give you any more. We gave you two hours. <laughs> All right, we gave you 45 minutes. Yeah. Well, two hours on the, the clock, Squeezer. And yeah. We're, we're yeah, almost, we're almost out of about, theme music. Yeah. I mean, what else? You're driving. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? I listen to Radio Lab and learn something? Come no on. Way. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Bye, everybody. <laughs>